Lord Jesus, you are our victory as you overcome the world with your love and power in your death and resurrection. Help us to be your victory today through our faith and obedience. Now speak to our hearts through the Holy Spirit and strengthen our hands to serve the will and the reign of our Heavenly Father. In your victorious name, we all pray. Amen. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 to 7. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. When they see the purity and reverence of your lives, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of a great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy woman of the past, who put their hope in God, used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands. And like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him her Lord, you are her daughters, if you do what is right, and do not give away to fear. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives, and treat them with respect as weaker partner and heirs with you of the gracious gift of a life, so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Last Friday, we saw Peter's exhortation for the righteous suffering, especially for the slaves and the marginalized people. Today, Peter gives us exhortation for the holy, godly, or good life, in a marriage relationship. First thing we notice in this passage is an unbalance of a commands for wife and husband. Instruction for wife were six verses long, whereas a husband's received only one verse for instruction. This overwhelming unbalance tells us about the importance of a wife in marriage, in the marriage. What makes a relationship work often depends more on the part of a subordinate position more than the superior position. Yes, superior's role or leadership position matters for community or relationship. But even if you don't have a perfect leader in your country, in your community, in your church, even in your home, you can still make the relationship work because God is ultimately the leader, the perfect leader, and if we follow him. I said many times before that God uses the marginalized far more than those in mainstream. God uses faithful slaves, loving wives, obedient children, sometimes more than a master, a husband, and father. Ask any happy husband why their marriage is a blessing to them. I bet most will attribute it to their patient and supportive wives. How can a, hus a Christian wife be faithful in God's holy matrimony? Once again, like Paul, Peter tells the wives 
to submit themselves to their husbands. Here again, Peter was talking about voluntary submission. Since the wife's submission to husbands was a given and expected at the time, this is nothing new, but Peter was telling the Christian wives submit themselves to their husbands out of their out of a heart and also for the fear of the Lord with a faith. Submit yourself to your husband as you yourself to God. Peter even gives a Sarah's example of calling Abraham her Lord, her Lord. The word Lord is the usual address to deities at the time. Sarah obviously did not idolize you know, Abraham. No wife of a right mind or common sense will ever idolize her, 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 her man. But Sarah revered her husband Abraham. And if you remember the, their story in Genesis, Abraham was not perfect. He lied about his wife like a coward. He took concubines and created family dysfunction and conflict between Sarah and Hagar, and later Ismael and Isaac. Abraham, the father of a faith, I bet, was not a husband of a wisdom and virtues at home. It was a Sarah's godliness and faithfulness that helped the first family of a faith work for God's purpose. As Peter highlighted Sarah's humility, I want us to remember that God changed not only Abraham's name, but Sarah's name at the end in their story. And God knew without Sarah's change, Abraham cannot be fully changed for his purpose. That's why Abraham, later in Genesis chapter 24, instructed his old faithful servant meticulously how to select the wife of his son, son of promise, Isaac. So, by the way, uh, one of my goals in 2021 is to start the Genesis discipleship on the life of Abraham. So, hopefully, you know, you will learn this more in detail. It is a true and common fact that behind a godly man, there is a usually supportive, patient, praying wife. Today, Peter was telling the faithful Christian wife to submit their husbands by cultivating a true beauty. Instead of external, physical, material beauty, Peter called them to attend to their inner beauty of everlasting virtues. Verse 4, Peter said, It should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of a great worth in God's sight. The beauty that God values more than anything is not brand names. It's not a social recognition. It's not a with a dollar signs. It's with a God's smile and God's approval. That's what Proverbs 31 30 tells us. Charm is deceptive. Beauty is a fleeting. But the woman who fears the Lord and de uh, develops virtues is praised forever. Every time I see the once beautiful celebrity try to hold on to a fleeting beauty with all kinds of plastic surgery, I might, you know, I just want to say that, woman, get to know Jesus and you will have an everlasting beauty, that beauty that you never seen, that, that was more than, more beautiful than anything you have seen. Now, Peter set a great reason for a woman to pursue 
holy inner beauty today. That's the first one. The submit yourselves to your own husband, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives. This is a great verse of a winning wisdom for family evangelism or evangelization. When it comes to evangelize your family, Peter said very clearly, use your life, use your love, use your prayers, and don't use your word. Words are cheap when it comes to family evangelism. Use your body to express God's love for them. Let them see God's love through your incarnated or infleshed love instead of a verbal and expressed word. A commentator said Peter had a missional expectation from Christian wife. Let me repeat that. Peter had a missional expectation from Christian wives with their pagan husbands in his letter. Actually, that's how early Christians record, recorded how many Roman aristocrats, especially those in military, were converted. There was a rumor that Christian wives remained faithful to their husbands, even when they, uh, uh, they, they went uh, for the military campaign for several, for long extended period of time. At the time, many Roman aristocrats, they feared their wives' infidelity in their absence, that they invented a thing called the chastity belt. They put this chastity belt on their wives' private part. But they heard the rumor that their wives, the Christian wives, that regardless of all this, they always remain faithful. When people recognize a Christian wife's fidelity came from their faith, many Roman aristocrats in military, they, be, they opened their heart to the gospel. And so Christian historians, they say it was a Christian slaves and wives that converted the Roman Empire. Lastly, I need to make a quick comment on the husband. Peter told the husbands to be considerate to their wives as a weaker vessel so that their prayer life was not hindered but could sail smoothly. I think that's a Peter's own testimony. As you know, Peter was a married apostle. One of the Jesus' early healing miracles was on Peter's mother-in-law. And I bet Peter experienced that his prayer life correlate with his marriage relationship. And I attest to that. Brothers, pray daily for your wife and your children as a godly husband and, wife, uh, and father. And sisters, today I give you assignment. Call your husbands, my Lord, for the rest of the day and see how they respond. Okay? Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we ask you humbly and desperately to bless our marriages and homes for your glory, especially in this unpre unprecedented pandemic with so much overbuilt fatigue and anger and frustration. We are at peril inside, in our home. Save our family and strengthen us for your glory. Without godly loving marriage and family, 
we cannot glorify you, Father. Help us, Lord, to be a godly husband and godly wife and godly uh, parent. In the name of our heavenly groom, Jesus Christ, we all pray. Amen.